Squeegee Cast, Episode 5, Stay Vocal with Alex Eves. podcast for screen printers and garment decorators. The purpose of SqueegeeCast is to help you better your products, processes, and knowledge in the garment decorating field. Please visit SqueegeeCast.com and share your input and opinions. You can find us on a variety of social networks, so please support SqueegeeCast by liking, sharing, and following. Hello, everybody. Philip Hicks here on this episode of SqueegeeCast. My guest is Alex Eves. He's the founder of Stay Vocal, which can be found at www.stayvocal.com. He's also the director of Reuse Documentary, and he's also the star in that as well. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. I just, I just recaffeinated, so I'm feeling good. Alex, can you tell my audience what Stay Vocal is and what it's doing, kind of in a little nutshell? So, Stay Vocal is a certified green reuse apparel brand. So, uh, the, the tagline is, we rescue t-shirts and give them a second life. So, basically, instead of printing on new garments, it's all shirts that were, you know, found at thrift stores or donations and then also brand-new shirts that were going to be destroyed or discarded for whatever reason. Definitely a good way to reuse. I'm familiar with your work because I've seen a special cut that you allowed me of reused documentary, and it went in really deep on your apparel line, and as well what people can do in all walks of life to reuse items. Yep. So on this uh, apparel line, how did you get started in this? What made you think about it? Uh, well, it's, it's funny. So the, the history of the brand, um, I started it as a skateboard and apparel brand back in 2003. And because I had been skateboarding for a while and I had a few surgeries and I wanted to do something in the skateboard world, but, you know, differently. And I wanted to start putting some positive messages and ideas on t-shirts. So I looked into how much it was going to cost to get my first run of skateboards, and as a young guy, you know, coming up with thousands of dollars was tough. So I was working for a band, a touring band, and we always had T-shirts made, and I thought I could just make T-shirts and, you know, sell them at the concerts to raise money. And then I was like, what's the cheapest way to get T-shirts? And I was like, I'll just go to the thrift store and buy a bunch of shirts. And so bought a bunch of shirts at the thrift store. It saved, you know, a ton of money as opposed to buying new ones and started printing my logos on them. And people really liked that concept. Unfortunately, instead of the light bulb going off right there, I dabbled with the skateboard industry for about five years, you know, and that was an unfortunate failure. <laughs> and uh, But I kept doing reused T-shirts the whole time, and people were really, really into that. And finally, in 2008, I made that switch into a, you know, entirely reused apparel brand. I think it's great what you're doing because reusing a product, obviously, that's the whole idea. But also, it's sharing the knowledge, promoting the cause, as you will. Yep. 
After reviewing your website, people, you can go there. There's a lot of interesting content all over the place. After going there, I realized how much of a reused person I was. While it kind of came on naturally, and it's kind of by default. And part of my reasoning for being a reuser is economics. Most often it is uh, more economical to reuse items. I buy a lot of clothes at thrift stores. The mixer that I'm using for this podcast was uh, bought on Craigslist. My nice. iMac that I'm using here was bought on Craigslist. Pickup truck I drive is 50 years old, bought used. It just kind of happens natural with me. I tend to like things that have been around a while. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, as, as far as the T-shirts go, I mean, it's just like a fraction of the cost of buying new ones. And if, if people are dealing with clients that are up for, you know, uniqueness and creative ideas, especially for like one-off events like a road race or a concert or something like that, it's like, just just have them go to the thrift store and buy up a you know a bunch of unique shirts and do the printing on it. Uh, Ron Goodwin, our mutual friend who hooked us up, like he's all about that and just like I bring in shirts and they print and you know they're still making money, but for the the client or the printer whoever's paying for the shirt, just minimal. You know I just I just went to a thrift store here in uh, what the heck town Stafford, Connecticut. They were having a bag sale, and I got 10 or so T-shirts that I'm going to print on for $3. So that's $0.30 cents a T-shirt. Yeah. And then I put a print on it, and then I ended up selling it for, you know, 15 to 20 bucks. It's a big profit margin. Right, that is a huge profit margin. Also, virtually every printer I know has a box or two or pallets of shirts that, for some reason, were a botched job, client didn't pay for them, anything and and you know the, what you do is you you examine a printed shirt and go hmm what can I do this can I print over it do I need to sew a patch on it can I turn the thing inside out yep after seeing what you do there are people sitting on gold mines of profit plus saving the planet at the same time yeah yeah and and it's not like it's not like I'm trying to be the only one doing this I wish everybody was doing this and there's endless amounts of t-shirts already here like that's the thing like i wish i wish every screen printer and every brand would start you know reusing t-shirts that means that i did a good job (laughs) promoting the message it is a business model there's a profit uh line on there however if i could change all my income to having had saved the planet well i mean the choice is pretty clear Uh, i would save the planet and be poor rather than kill my planet and be rich. <laughs> yeah. There are printers out there that do have stacks of t-shirts. So you're in the New England area. Yeah. On the show notes, there'll be contacts for Alex. And if you have, um, especially it's easier for a large amount of shirts. If you got two shirts that are messed up, there's probably other ways that you can reuse those yourself in your shop. However, for his business model, if you have a lot, I don't know what a lot is, 100,000 shirts of the same same design, that makes it easy for him to examine it and do a rework on it and uh, get it out there for the people that want to buy a reused product. Yeah, and, and you know, just to, just to give you kind of, like, history of, of where this all started from, like, especially with the new stuff, because I'd always been buying things at thrift stores and, and just used shirts and then restyling them. But one of the bands that I was working for 
the shirt was printed accidentally. Uh, the both prints were printed on the same side instead of one on the left or one on the right. Hmm. Ben didn't want it because, you know, it's artists critiquing. He, of course, if it doesn't come out how he wants it, they don't want to sell it. So I contacted the merch company that we had, and, you know, I was like, oh, can we get the new new version printed, the corrected version, and sent out? And they're like, yeah, just send those back. And at that point, it was 2004, I had no idea what happens. I didn't know if people could wash it out or maybe they just reprint over it or something. And I was like, so what exactly do you do with those shirts? And they're like, oh, we'll just shred them into rags. And so that just got me thinking, like, these are 144 brand-new American Apparel T-shirts, which, you know, blank three to four bucks each. All of the printing, all the shipping from Oakland, California to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, all the resources, I was just like, I can't be a part of that problem anymore. I need to come up with a solution. So I talked to the band, talked to the merch company, and I ended up buying those. And I just put patches over the original design. So it was a win for the planet. It was a win for my customers because they got unique shirts, you know, a new shirt. It was a win for the merch company because they, instead of eating all those costs, I paid them a little bit. And then the band got the shirts that they wanted. So it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, makes sense. And then going back to quantity, you were mentioning how much. Uh, the same company, I went and visited their warehouse in California. They had pallets of 13,000 pieces. And I was like, what is happening to all those? And they're like, oh, those are the old shirts and the discards. We just have to have them destroyed. And I'm like, whoa. So I ended up buying, yeah, it was like gross. So. I ended up buying 3,000 of them, and, you know, they ended up making some money. I got a really great deal on the shirts that I bought, and I, you know, again, it was like a win on so many fronts. Wow, that's great. And actually, any printer out there can kind of break into that. You can contact and see what kind of uh, overruns, seconds, and look at the shirts that you may have there and see if you could repurpose them and approach maybe even one of your customers and say, hey, I've got this, but if we put this big, you know, puff ink covers up a lot of ink, there's uh, ways of doing it without being horrible, especially if it's like a little left chest or something. Yep. One of my customer's favorite ways of, uh, of doing the shit is just flipping it inside out because it's like, you know, people see the hang tag and they think it's like, they think it's inside out and they see the print on the front, they're like, wait, I don't get it. And then it just gets that whole conversation going. Right. And it's almost like a statement in itself. Hey, look at this shirt. It's, it's definitely repurposed and it is because you can tell easily. Yeah. So my listeners are screen printers. They are, um, you know, industry suppliers salespeople and all kinds there's a lot of things that you can do in a print shop to to reuse within your print shop and it's important because every time you buy a roll of paper towels some plant somewhere dies or the amount of effort it took to make a recycled paper towel you know the water and the uh, uh, labor and electricity to you know recycle paper is pretty great but here in your shop you have t-shirts and what i've seen printers do is they'll grab a t-shirt start cleaning a screen and it's the whole friggin' t-shirt <laughs> so they're going to yep. get one little use out of this large piece of cloth and it's and screen printing inks are gooey and nasty and then it's going to get discarded if you tactfully think about that shirt and cut it in manners make it into where it's reusable on several fronts that one shirt rather than sacrificing its life to clean one screen that one shirt can sacrifice its life to clean several screens 
And also, if you're using ink mixing software, um, a lot of this software, it's a real popular thing, has recycler programs where it analyzes what colors are in the ink. And you say, I have this quantity of this ink. I need to make this color. And you hit the button, and it'll tell you what to do to make that other ink. And that's, that's important, because a lot of screen printers end up with several gallons of ink on their shelves that really have no purpose, because it was made for a job, and they you know, had an overrun of it. Yep. The other thing is uh, cardboard boxes. They, they come in as in one box with all the labels of whatever company they came from, and a lot of customers want a brand new box because they're sending it to their customer, and they want it to look all brand new. And there's a deeper meaning of whether that's good or whether you could talk them out of it. However, screen printers end up with cardboard boxes left over, and a lot of that gets into the recycling things. And under what I've learned from Alex is... You know, recycling's good, but reusing's better. And a t-shirt box is the perfect box. It is a, like the cleanest box you can find. They're awesome. Yep. This one company, there's a guy just on his own. Would Every week he'd go out there, pick out the best dozen boxes. He would even glamorize them on Craigslist. These are good, clean, sturdy, used for clean t-shirt boxes. And he had no problem selling them for like a buck 25 a piece for a really nice box promoting reuse and putting money right into his pocket rather than, uh, you know, in recycling. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I have moved uh, throughout this country numerous times back and forth to California and Pittsburgh, and I have, my my moving boxes are kind of like my touring history with bands, and I, I have, as far back as 2000, so I've got like 311 boxes, Green Day boxes, Rise Against boxes, Social Distortion boxes, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, those boxes are so sturdy. It's, it's great. They are. Yeah. And especially if you have the same size, you know, it makes moving easy. You just stack them. Just stack them. Yeah. So how's this movie going? You've had airings. I don't know how many showings you've had. Uh, that's We're going to talk a little bit about this reused documentary Alex has got. It's it's fabulous. So Alex, tell me about it a little bit. Yeah, so so um basically the 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 history of the documentary is that in two thousand thirteen I came up with the idea and I raised the money through Kickstarter and I traveled to all forty eight contiguous states filming people who are reusing in different ways. And, you know, just because this is a T-shirt podcast, it makes sense to talk about that. And so some of what I do is in there. And then there's this woman in New Jersey who's doing something similar. She gets all shirts from thrift stores and everything. But she does, like, really intricate applique T-shirts. And it, it's just amazing. Uh, I, I can't even touch what she does as far as, like, shapes and sewing. And then there's um, another woman in Fargo, North Dakota, that takes, men's button-down shirts and uses, like, the entire shirt to make bow ties, neck ties, pocket scarves, uh, pins, all, all sorts of different things. And it's, it's just, you know, the, the reused possibilities for shirts are just endless. It's, it's really great. Um, and so, so the movie was completed this past August, and I had the premiere in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And then in November, I traveled for 35 days, November and December, 35 days, doing a screening and promo tour around the country. And this 
first month, I'm getting ready to do a whole crazy amount of screenings around the country at schools and, you know, the, the, the promo tour that I did was kind of a test to see where it would hit home the best and definitely colleges and high schools, the kids are really into it, you know. And, I mean, as far as changing the planet, that's, or saving the planet, excuse me, that's who we want, you know, to get, get to the most because we're leaving it for them. No, no doubt. I was moved by the movie. It was so right on. And you know what? It's so obvious. The uh, reused documentary was like an eye-opener. Of course, this is what we need to be doing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just kind of how I feel with a lot of reuses. It's like, this stuff is already here, so let's use it. <laughs> you know, like, I go into a thrift store, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shirts. Like, so much possibility. You know, why have new ones made? Yes, at a, at a cost. Yeah. At a detrimental cost to the planet. That's the other thing that we, as consumers, just don't see sometimes. And, and you know, maybe a lot of the listeners out there, like, don't know, the one fact that really blows people's minds about T-shirts is that it takes 400 gallons of water just to grow the cotton for one shirt. And that's not, we're not talking about the manufacturing of the shirt. We're not talking about the shipping of the shirt. We're just talking about the growing. And 400 gallons, you know, after having lived in Northern California for a while and seeing the drought firsthand, like, I would rather have a couple people be able to drink for a year than have one new shirt be grown. That's, that's very true. And I'm, I'm here now. I'm in Sacramento currently, and, uh, yeah, it's a very real thing. Yeah. It's intense. When I, the last time I was out there, my friend has, a, I think it was a nectarine or tangerine tree, tree in their yard, and they were just dropping on the driveway, wrinkled already because there was no water feeding the tree. Like, it's just great. It's real. You know, but then you go to every concert, every sporting event, every whatever, is, you know, endless amounts of T-shirts available. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, time that somebody, you know, puts, the, puts two and two together. That's very true. Like I said, I'm, I'm on board. Looking at my life, I've kind of always been on board, but now I get to try to be a little more aware. And I think that's all it takes. And, and it's people like you that do like the clothing line that can take your talents and resources and make a larger impact. Yeah. Of course, what any person can do is say, hey, I like drinking out of a peanut butter jar or a jelly jar. <laughs> that one little use, if everyone did that, that would be huge. Yep. Um, you have these boxes of shirts. I know you do, because I've been in this uh, career path my whole life, and I know many listeners out there have boxes of shirts just ready to go, and you can repurpose them. And you also, you can repurpose them to help other causes, you know, the Humane Society. Take these shirts, turn them inside out, print over them, repurpose them for a good cause in your local community, and... Just the feeling you'll get, whether you make any money or not, you know, has just got to be priceless. Yep. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and, like, totally bash the whole T-shirt industry because I love T-shirts. I, you know, I have quite the collection of T-shirts. And, you know, in fact, I went in 2003 and I wanted to see how many days in a row I could go without wearing the same shirt. And I went... Um, January 1st, 2003 to March 14th of 2004 without wearing the same shirt. I have since dwindled my collection down quite a bit because I'm a little more minimalistic. But, 
you know, T-shirts are awesome. And they're a great way to get your message out. I mean, that's how I started this brand. But, you know, we can use what's already here first. Like, and there's, there's so much potential, you know, like going back to, like, using what's in our shop. Like, so when I do test prints, I just use the same T-shirts over and over and over until they're all covered. And then instead of just discarding that, I end up cutting patches out of those, especially hearts, and then I just have the heart sewn on the T-shirt. So it becomes this totally unique, one-of-a-kind thing. And then when, when a jar of ink runs down, instead of just tossing it out with ink in it, I take a shirt, ball it up, put it all in there, just mush it all up, you know, and then dry that out so it's like this weird, you know, kind of tie-dye, crazy colored shirt, and then do a print on top of that. And it's cool for customers because they get this, like, totally unique, one-of-a-kind shirt, you know, which, you know, imagine doing that with all new material. It'd be way more expensive, but it's, it's like, it's creating so many wins, you know, from the, from the, for the planet, for our wallets, for people. It's, it's great. Like I said, it got me all jazzed up watching the documentary, talking to you, looking at your website, um, realizing, looking back at all the shops I've been in and uh, thinking about the products that are there. I mean, there's even a lot more. There's uh, You don't have to be wasteful with with screen printing ink cards. They can be a reusable plastic thing. And there's, there's just so much to do, but you got to kind of be in a sense of awareness to get these things. Um, I lived in St. Louis area for a while. There's a place called the City Museum in St. Louis. Have you ever heard of that one? What is it called? The City Museum. No. no. You need need to look that up. The whole museum is about reuse. It's not intentional. It's more like art. They just happen to go, hey, let's reuse a bunch of stuff. It's a fabulous thing. They It's in an old shoe factory. Yeah. Several stories tall shoe factory, and they incorporated the the shoots and the things that move the shoes around inside the factory. It's like an interactive... I felt like a kid in there. I went in in there, and it was just so much fun. They just made art pieces and just total rooms with reused items. It's, it's something that you need to check out in the reuse world. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You'll have to send me a link to it just so I don't forget. I will. Not all T-shirts can become T-shirts, you know? So when I... <laughs> If, if something rips or something gets burnt, if you leave it under the dryer for too long, I, I have a spot dryer that I use for my personal printer at my house. Um, but, you know, there's so many potentials. Like, you can make patches, or one of the, one of the products that I started making was dog bandanas. Oh, yeah. I cut triangles out of T-shirts, just do a print on that. Um, and then one thing, because I have... I have uh, 13 nieces and nephews, and I, I saw them, uh, you know, going through a lot of tissues, so I um, had this band uh, that I was friends with that had a song called Snot Rag, <laughs> so I started making little little snot rags for all, all the kids, you know, and just <laughs> did, did a funny little print with boogers on it, you know, and, uh, like, basically, you know, the whole reused thing, it's just, like, taking a step back from the norm and just thinking up you know, using a little creativity, you know, instead of just buying something and tossing it out or just tossing it out or putting it in the recycle bin, it's like, wait, does this have to go there? And, and, you know, that's something that you probably saw in the movie too. It's like, sure, putting something in the recycling bin is great, but 
you know, a truck has to come pick that up, has to bring it away, resources have to be used to break it down and turn it into something new, whereas, you know, using a cereal box to ship out T-shirt orders, you know, instead of just having recycled, that makes more sense. <laughs> it sure does. And um, I know that you kind of are looking for people to help host and promote the reused documentary. Yeah, so, so if anybody is interested in doing a screening of the film, they can just go to reusedocumentary.com and there's a little how-to video that I made on how to host the screening. And I've teamed up with this awesome organization called TUD, and it enables any individual or group to host a screening at a school or a, a theater um, or, you know, community center, any anywhere. Um, just as an example, I'm doing one with a sustainability group out here next week, and they um, it, it's at you know, one of the big, um, I think it's a Cinemark Cinema or AMC, I can't remember. No, it's Showcase Cinema, excuse me. And uh, so basically just they have to sell enough tickets in advance and then the screening happens, and it's pretty awesome. Do you try to make it to all the screenings? I mean, they could be that could be difficult. <laughs> I like to make it to as many as possible, but of course, you know, you know the, the, the night that I was in... Um, Laramie, Wyoming, and there was a screening in Minneapolis. I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of jazzed. Californians, they're, they're one of the leaders in recycling and reusing, and they realize, especially, I guess, when you take away their own water, they get desperate. <laughs> yeah. Sacramento is a large community of all kinds of people, and I'm going to see what I can do, because I believe in it. I think it could be a good thing, and you compiled a good message where it's entertaining, concise. So I'm going to see if I can help you out there and maybe other listeners that go to the links will be able to do that as well. Uh, How did you just, just say, hey, I need to make a movie or what? So basically, the short version of that is that um, I got nominated for an award in 2013. Uh, it was through Green America, People Planet, People and Planet Award, and the prize was a $5,000 um, $5, to do some kind of project. And you had to come up with some specific project that you were going to do. So I was like, okay, I will use that $5,000 to travel around the country and showcase what I do with my business, you know, with the T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. And I ended up losing. Um, <laughs> but just like I do with all aspects of my life, I look at a problem and I find a, find a solution because I was all excited about that idea. So I was like, I'll just fundraise that myself. And so I looked into Kickstarter and then I had a couple people approach me before, like, oh, you should do a TV show, you should do a movie, you're so passionate about reusing. And I kind of blew it off at first, but then I was like, yeah, I could... You know, and when I travel around the country, I shouldn't just show what I'm doing. I need to talk about what everybody else is doing. You know, it's not just right. about it's not just about my t-shirt company. And so that's what I did. Um, and then, you know, I ended up fundraising it through Kickstarter. So. Okay, because a lot of initial movies or, you know, low-budget documentaries and things are from film students that have a passion about something. And so I thought that might have been, been where it came from. No, I, by no means did I ever think I would be involved with a movie. 
You know, it's crazy how life works. This is a freaking podcast. I'm a screen printer. I just, I listened to podcasts and I started saying, let me find one on screen printing. And I didn't find anything I liked. So I went, well, there's a need. And uh, it's been a great hobby. I'm, I'm just building and growing and see what happens. And I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said in the message, I think it's a great idea. It's something that's, you know, I've never heard of in the t-shirt industry. So it's pretty cool. You carry well over on screen. Your passion shows out. One of the reasons that I've, I'm actually going to put my feelers out and see what I can do about get a screening here in Sacramento, I like helping people, but it's obvious the people you should help are the ones that are passionate about whatever they're doing. I, I've been screen printing for years and years, and if someone calls me and asks me a question or through Facebook, if I can tell they're passionate about what they're doing, I, I'm not in this for profit. I will, I will consult with them for weeks on end to try to solve a problem because they they care and that's who you want to spend your time with the people that care right no i i meet people on both ends of that spectrum all the time yep that's 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 why um you know my hopeful next intern that i have is going to be a girl that i met in wyoming because you know i meet i meet a lot of people around the country but sometimes you know they just stick yeah you know and that's that's the people you want to want to work with. I am so appreciative of what you're doing out there. I am uh, very appreciative that you took your time to talk to me. Wish you success and luck and everything. All right, great. Well, thank, thank you so much.